Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into our podcast, but we know you may have an idea for your own podcast and that's why we are recommending you go get Anchor. Mm-hmm. You can create your own podcast and then like maybe have us on as guests. You should definitely have us on. For oh, we're, we're, I just checked our calendar. We're busy, Ooh. Oh, but we're available on this day. We can pencil okay, we'll you be, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're we in. can do it. Okay, we, we it. said yes. Forget it. I don't like your ideas. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anchor is the system we use and it's got a lot of cool tools. You can actually, it's kind of a one-stop shop place where you can go, you can record, edit everything, even implement songs from Spotify into your podcast. Mm-hmm. And what I like about it the most, to be honest, is that it makes us money and I love money. And it also is free, which is kind of like, you know, you save money. It's like I think that's the biggest money. thing is like it's free. So you don't have to worry about like paying any kind of fee or signing up for thing. And they do everything for you. So you can go there. They will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other places your family are going to ignore you on. So uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started for free. Mm-hmm. Did we mention it's free? Free and you make money. You're going to make money. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe. Your family will ignore you. That's we're, true. It cuts to the core. We're not, we're not going to be on your podcast. Come on, kids, now gather around. Grab along and sit right down. What's that smell? What's that sound? You're on fire, now hit the ground. It's the campfire shit show. And now, your camp counselors, Bo Hufford and Meryl Climo. Meryl, how are you? <laughs> Did you say back to our basics? Yeah, we're getting back to our basics. But are our basics different than what yeah, our, no, like... our basics are basics? Are you like, are they sneakers or something? Or I don't no, know what you're saying. our basic. We're getting back to our basics. Like, okay. we're going back to where we started. Now, how are our basics different from our elevated? Okay, there is no such thing as, let's get back to our elevated. That doesn't mean... Maybe we should start that. Maybe no. we don't live in basic. Maybe we live in elevated. You definitely live in basic. <laughs> <laughs> I've had three pumpkin spice lattes in the past, like, four hours, so... First off, yes. uh, I know I was with you, and you ordered one the other day, and I was like, oh, no, it's back. And it's like, for me, it's this looming cloud of basic bitch. Oh, like, yes, my like leggings every, are out. Yeah, every year, it's like, uh-oh, it's the end of August, the beginning of September, and it brings one thing. It's that stupid pumpkin... I think they even call it now uh, PSLs. PSLs. I drink I like, it with my like DSLs. A, that sounds like a, a, a disease that you have coming back I from the war. I have PSL. <laughs> and you have PSL? Nothing goes great like pumpkin spice with the crisp autumn. Oh, I was going to say it's global warming right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, we're all getting iced PSLs right now or IPSLs. Uh, because it's been so freaking hot here, and I think next year I'm going to move to Montreal for the next that, couple of months. That actually sounds like a really good like a short video. Like, do you have IPSL? <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So hey, what's going on? Hi. Oh my gosh. Back to basics. I'm happy to be here. First, <laughs> our first basic thing to talk about is we got some camper mail. Oh yeah, this was really exciting actually. Um, it's our first piece of camper mail. Yes. It's it, like our parents sent it to us at camp. Uh, but in this <laughs> case, our parents are the good people at My Boy's Baking. Baking in yeah. Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Yeah. This is like a uh, like a camp care package. Like instead of... Yeah. So what happened is, is a couple of episodes ago, uh, one of my bug bites was, I hate biscotti. Which I don't understand how. I just, you know, there's something about the idea of biscotti that I had what that um, was just like pretentious people eat biscotti. What? Well, that's nice. Okay. Well, and no, then, no I think it's not nice. I set you off by uh, mentioning, uh, by exposing the truth about focaccia bread. Yeah, so, I think that's what it started. And you, you played upon focaccia that. Focaccia turned into biscotti. And you attacked the beautiful carb for no yeah, reason. Yeah. I don't understand. Well, it was just, I have my own opinions. And so that was my bug bite. Let it go, now, right? Is it the crispness or what gets to you about biscotti, the nuttiness? No, it's not that. I mean, essentially, uh, all baked goods are sort of like, you know, items on Taco Bell's menu. It's like it's all the same stuff, just mixed around and changed a little what? bit. Yeah, I said it. And uh, I loved baked goods. Don't get me wrong. Um, but there's just something about biscotti that seems so ridiculous. You know, it's cr- crunchy and then you put it in something and then it gets soggy. And it's like, I don't know. Anyway, I just didn't like it. Right? He didn't like it past tense. So, But then but something then, was sent to us oh. in the mail by My Boy's Baking. And it was a beautiful 
array of the most delicious biscotti I've ever laid eyes upon. And Bo and I opened it for the first time. Do you believe that? No, because actually when Meryl came over in true Meryl form, which is something I'm realizing <laughs> I say a lot, in true Meryl form. T-M-F. She brought over and said, I received this package from some of our listeners saying, hey, you said you don't like biscotti, but try this. And then she hands me the box and it looks like a raccoon has opened it. <laughs> And I was like, uh, I added like a six finger on yeah, the print. Yeah. I don't even know where I got a six finger. I was from like, it. wait a minute. Uh, have you eaten one of these? And then I open it up and it's very clear that, that she's eaten many of these. And I essentially got the crumbs left over of the biscotti. <laughs> but from what I saw and what I tasted, this biscotti is the greatest biscotti <gasps> I've personally ever laid my lips upon. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That, that is high praise. And I'm not just I'm not just saying that because they're paying us to. Right. No, yeah, we're saying no, it because we really like it. Because we actually like um, it. Um just take my word for it too. You got two of my favorite types and I know you really like those, but there was also some other flavors that Yeah, that I, don't I didn't know. see. Yeah, they were really really good too. Oh, there what were like, those flavors? Um there was like a chocolate chocolate one, like a straight up chocolate one. Uh-huh. There was one that I think might have been like a red velvet one. Oh, these sound delicious. It I can really just imagine <laughs> what they taste like. <laughs> Last night I watched a baking show while eating it like in the dark <laughs> and I had so much fun. I'm like, that like is what I need right now. You have to watch it in the dark. You of all people. I, have to, I watched watch. the baking show in the dark and then <laughs> it was like eating my biscotti cream. So the- I just wanted to give a shout out. Yeah, and thank, say, you, thank you. Thank you so much. Baking. That was really rad. We love you. If you are in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, because yeah. why wouldn't you be? Why wouldn't you be? Check out my boys baking. Okay. Well, today yeah. we're going to get in the sleeping bag. Here's a little secret mm-hmm. about the campfire shit show. All of our guests they all live inside <laughs> this one sleeping bag. It's so weird. We find them all like, Yeah, inside. and every episode that we talk to somebody new, we slip in there with them. Mm-hmm. We go, go right down into the Sometimes sleeping bag. Sometimes it's like a very yeah. lubricated slip. Yeah. Other times we have to just like force ourselves in yeah. there with, cl- with enthusiastic consent. Everyone yes, says of yes. Course, come of into course. the sleeping bag. So we slide into that sleeping bag and we have that conversation. And then when we're done talking to them, we come back out and we're back in the regular world. And, and no better time to tell you about this uh, and no better way to do it than with our very special guest, Elaine Swan. So Elaine runs the Swan School of Protocol uh, based in Carlsbad and in other areas all over the country. Mm-hmm. And yes, and she's an author. She is of Let Crazy Be Crazy, which is one of my favorite books of all time. And I honestly reference it. I feel like if you drive in California or if you exist yeah. in New York or anywhere, basically, there's going to be crazy all around you. Sure. And it's and a good method. She for- talks a little bit a little bit about that and after hearing what she's written and where she's been and what she's done I thought what better person to have her sit down with Meryl (laughs) one-on-one and to get help her get her shit together so we drove up to see her and uh Forced her in the sleeping bag nicely. Night. She was already there, remember? Consent. She's already there. Oh, whoops. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're and ruining. We you're opened ruining up her. the sleeping bag. Yeah, we opened up the sleeping bag. We crawled inside and poof, Elaine was there. So get ready for Elaine Swan as we open up the sleeping bag and jump on in. Let's go. <laughs> Hi, we are here with one of my favorite people in the whole wide world, Elaine Swan. Yay! Yay! I was telling Bo on the way here that I feel like any venture I always have in life, I'm just like, you're one of my top picks for everything. Oh, like, yay! That <laughs> makes me feel so good. It I does? Because I should go, go ahead and tell you that's a lie. She did uh, not she say that. Yes, yeah. I did. <laughs> Your feelings saw, are fake. And then Your I also showed fake. Bo's girlfriend, uh, like we were looking at Google images of searches of you, and I'm like, but look, she's beautiful on the inside and outside. Oh, and like, so, you're too kind. So please don't look at my search history because like... <laughs> I'm not that obsessed. That. Yeah. <laughs> You're very kind. Thank you. So welcome. We're at the awesome Swan uh, School. We're not we're not taking a class, but we're kind of in the Swan headquarters. Yes, right Swan here. HQ. That's what we call it in in house. We call it Swan HQ. Oh wow! Yeah, I love so, that. So today you all are official Swan HQers. <gasps> oh, ooh. oh my gosh! Now what is the Swan HQ? What is it in charge of? What what is the Swan Institute? Yeah, correct? sure. So it's the Swan School of Protocol. We are an etiquette school. It's an institution where we provide workshops and seminars and classes for individuals, uh, uh, children, teens, college students, and adults. And a lot of people think that etiquette has to do with kind of just your manners at the table, but there there's so many other areas of etiquette. That. Yeah, and we'll cover some of those. Yes, <laughs> we need all and the we help. Find etiquette, and then the other thing. Uh, so that's one product we offer. The other is a franchise type 
licensing program where we actually train other individuals in the area of etiquette and provide them so they walk away from us after a five-day training they get a they become a certified etiquette consultant and also nice. we license them so that they can become a swan school owners <gasps> as well oh wow my yes we now just, how many institutes are there across we have 10 we have 10 <gasps> locations throughout the u.s anywhere everyone from la to houston to washington dc at you know it's just atlanta georgia god that washington dc one must be busy uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to get inside the house at, at that particular oh. address Oh my gosh, that would be so cool! To have I think a- we'll all ten of us will need to go. There. Yeah, yeah I everyone. Bet. I bet. So you're becoming like the McDonald's of politeness. Or yes, something. that's wow. what I'm trying to do. Yeah, definitely, absolutely. I and as a matter of fact, it took me about two years to put this program together. And I looked at McDonald's. I looked at Chick Fil A. I looked at Mary Kay Cosmetics. I looked at a lot of different companies that uh, provide you know kind of licensing or franchise type thing and created my hybrid. And so this is really cool. And it came about because of a request. I was getting requests from people to say, "Can you train me?" Oh, wow. Do you have a curriculum I can buy? You know, or either people wanted me to come to their small town somewhere, and they had a little budget, but not enough to fly me from California. <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> like put me up in a hotel. <laughs> you're like, okay, Des Moines, Iowa. If, if, if you're gonna oh, have I'm sure it was a lot wanna... smaller than that. Right, sure. right, exactly. So why not have someone there who can deliver the training? Yes. Yeah. Now, yeah. did you? Uh, how did that did that formulate from you first kind of getting your own school off the ground? And yeah. Then... So once my school was was solid mm-hmm. and. You know, well, the requests had been coming in for a number of years because of my notoriety Mm -hmm. as an etiquette professional. So the requests had been coming in for a few years. And and then I started working on it. And and it took me about two years to do that. And during that time, of course, our our main location here in Carlsbad is what, you know, we that's kind of like the engine room where we try everything, all of our classes, our workshops, everything. So we try everything there. And and because of the stability, we knew, okay, we can we can duplicate this now. Yes. And what I love about you so much, too, is I feel like you are the modern day kind of uh, you know, like the helpful hints from Heloise and stuff yeah. where you don't have an air of like arrogance about you. It's just proper, but also done in like a fun, modern way. I that's think so. And that's the key about etiquette. Etiquette, and I tell people this often, etiquette is really more so about putting others at ease. And so if you are stuffy and you're correcting people, then mm-hmm. you you are out of line. You know, that's, mm. not, that's not the proper thing to do. And so I think it's important for us to look at the the you know etiquette more so just as a, a lifestyle kind of a way of life instead of all these rules and, and yeah. things that you have to follow yeah. but just a way of life you know so i also think of you as as kind of a media personality first and then an etiquette expert second am i yeah well you know i have used the media to really grow this etiquette brand it was really really all i just i just wanted to be on tv you know mm-hmm. <laughs> i just wanted to be on tv and i was <laughs> auditioning and trying to get out there but i also was uh, have always been self-employed i've been self-employed and so i had my etiquette business on the side i thought one day i was going to you know shut down my etiquette business and then eventually have this job on television but the two eventually married together and I and I found that this was really really a great medium to continue to expand in my in my television opportunities right but then share something that I'm very very passionate about exactly so you've been on a multitude of national tv shows uh, about yes. etiquette and speaking on other things what are some of the your highlights in that some of my highlights were of course being on the Dr. Oz show that was amazing because you know here it is I'm really the child of an immigrant I'm a first generation born here in the United States my family immigrated here from Central America my dad joined the Navy so that he could get his citizenship because oh, wow. that was you know the path to citizenship at that right. time uh-huh. right. yeah. and then we did a little chain migration everybody <laughs> ran over here and we could you know so <laughs> chain migration too you know so we all come on you know so I I really like how your voice changed in that yeah. moment. The way you told us, it, like, I came across the border. We got on our chain. Let's do it. <laughs> yes. So that was a really surreal moment for me because Dr. Oz is well respected throughout the entire world. And here I am, the daughter of an immigrant, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. um, just. Uh, <laughs> sitting with with my associate's degree <laughs> sitting in between two doctors I'm right in the middle between two doctors on the show you know and one is a, a doctor uh, f- um, a physical doctor one is a <laughs> one is doc- he wants one a hologram one's a physical one's Dr. Scholes and then the other one is a medical doctor Dr. Bronner right one's a medical doctor the other one's a head doctor and here I am an expert in my field and I'm holding my own and I'm sharing my advice and weighing in on the topic that we were brought in to discuss so that was a really great moment for me that's great I love that I love uh, I think part of our podcast Bo and I encourage people to like you don't have to be fearless to do things just kind of like feel the fear and do it anyway type of thing 
thing. So when that was happening, were you scared or nervous? Not like not doubting yourself, but there was probably an element of butterflies and like anticipatory excitement. Sure. Right? Like, so for me, I'm always <laughs> I'm always thinking to the next thing. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to be invited back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, let me make sure. I hit what I'm supposed to hit and yeah. I say what I'm supposed to say. And so I was real. So my, my um, angst in that moment was just making sure that I did well and to get invited back. And of course they've invited me back too. So now once the new season goes back, you'll see me on there again. That's a really oh, good tip to even handle anxiety about things is like, I never thought about that to think about the outcome that you want and just yeah. like, how do you go about the steps in like an emotionless way almost just to yeah. get to the outcome. It's really That's clear that you don't think that way, Meryl. It's really clear. <laughs> I was like, We're I'm here and yeah. I'm in the moment. Yeah. Both I'm always like, like, what's your end game? What is your end game, Meryl? The and she's like, moment. what do you mean the end game? I'm just doing it right now. I don't care. The present moment is my end game. Oh. Bo's always encouraging me to have more anxiety about myself. No, that's like. not true. That's not true. <laughs> and then, uh, so Dr. Oz and then uh, Megan Kelly, I've seen you on Megan that Megan Kelly, yeah. So I'm a regular on Megan Kelly, which is really, really great. They invited me to come last year. I've been going several times. They just came back off their break. And so I've got some segments that'll be coming up. That's, that's such great. a great crew. She's a really great person. She took a lot of flack kind of in the beginning with her her show it was just yeah. making that transition from fox yeah. news to to morning she morning. was relatively felt vi- uh cold in, in her old job yeah. not this job yeah. and i think coming over people just expected that they and then when it, yeah. it was hard for her to break out of that. i mean i just saw we were flipping through channels and saw her and it was like it was different yeah it, it was like she's it, trying i yeah. like her i, I, I actually do, do. Yeah. She's, try- she's trying really hard and i and i like her she, you know she's she's wife she's mom and she's a, a another just another girl that's just trying to you know find her footing in something different other than what she was doing before. Exactly. Yes. And recently, you were uh, I think the only reason I've screamed at my TV with happiness in the past year because you were just on a TV show. Yes, kicking Tell and us- screaming. I was on kicking and screaming in Fox, and it was a reality show that was buh. Nah, Bo, she's like a reality really? star. Yes. So what is the deal? All right, so, cool. so kicking and screaming. The premise of kicking and screaming aired on Fox, and uh, the premise is they took ten expert survivalists and paired them with ten pampered partners. I was one of the survivalists, and I'm just joking. <laughs> 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 I was one of the pampered partners, and they put us in the jungle in Fiji, and we had to survive there for a month and do all of these different challenges in order to get to the end and so there were eight episodes and me and my partner we made it to episode seven you did really well in the challenges too you were like so, yeah i think people didn't expect you to be as tough they did and- not expect it they didn't know that i'm one tough mama because here's the thing Look, and I say this in my book, like crazy be crazy. I say polite does not equal pushover. And so a lot of people think that being polite means you have to be a pushover. You have to allow people to do things and say things to you or treat you in a certain way just to, you know, so that you don't hurt their feelings. And that is not the truth. I would not be where I am today if I were a pushover. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to knock you to the side, but I might do it politely. (laughs) I will say excuse me on my way up. I was going to say, you seem like that woman that would say bless your heart. Bless your heart. Because you like stomp on them with your bless your heart okay so spill the real tea on so when you arrived yes what is the because i think i'm still confused about what like how real in quotes okay how real reality is okay so it's real it is we lived in the jungle i when i came home i was 106 pounds i lost so much weight i was we were starving there were, yeah, it's real. We had to sleep outside. A lot you didn't see on the show because it rained nearly every single night. We did not have a blanket. We didn't have a pillow. Nothing. I mean, we had to. We were stuck with whatever it was we had. And so the one thing, for example, they did tell us to bring was a raincoat. And I was thinking, oh, okay, because we might go down a raft and might need our raincoat <laughs> on. No, the raincoat is because it rains on you. And so I would sleep <laughs> under my raincoat every night because, like, literally curl up, curl up in a ball and sleep under the raincoat. <sighs> How so long really did you hard. do that till you got to the point where you're like, why am I doing this? I never did that. I never did that because I wanted to win. Yeah. The prize was a half a million dollars Jeez. and I wanted to win the money. Mm-hmm. And so there are a few things that w- for me, Elaine, going into it, I knew that I could not think about home. So I just took my family and I put them out of my head. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't think about I couldn't think about my husband. I didn't even think about food. So one day these dummies were sitting there <laughs> one night and they were saying, 
Okay, around the fire. Let's do a game. Name your favorite meal. And people were going through and naming their favorite what? meal. What? Why steak, would they do that? Seafood. Yes, and I got up and I walked away and I was all, not me. I'm yeah. not thinking about it. I'm not. So there was not a point to where I said, I'm not doing this. I, I just didn't because I wanted to win. I was there yeah. to win. And so I had my, I was game on every time, every day. Did you surprise yourself with uh, even like the physical challenges? Because I surprised myself with a physical challenge. The one area that I really surprised myself because I did not even want to think that I had to do some of this, but the creator of the show is Matt Kunitz and he created um, Wipeout and Fear Factor. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, you, so you could just imagine if he has no trouble telling you to eat a right. like a pound of spiders or jump so up the I street. I really surprised myself that I ate a live back bat wing it was oh. raw completely raw and i ate live worms as part of a challenge i didn't think i was going to i i knew that something like that might come up because of who he was but i just didn't think i was going to have to do it and when it was time to 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 do it i just you know i all i did exactly what i usually do is look at my end game which you know what i was mad at the other people too so i was like you know what you're not gonna get me mm -hmm. so <laughs> i just grabbed the worms and i asked my partner will they die when i bite them will they die when i bite them <laughs> and i grabbed them and i bit them and chewed them up and i just sat there and i closed my eyes and folded my hands in front of me and i just kept chewing and then the host hannah simone from new girl <gasps> i love her she's so cool and pretty she was talking to me the whole time oh my god elaine what does it taste like what does it feel oh my gosh are they moving in your mouth and she just kept talking and talking and i just kept chewing i kept my eyes closed and then when i was done i opened my eyes and i gave her the side eye and i said i don't talk with food in my mouth oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that is amazing that's really 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 amazing and i stood there and the funny thing is i wore my pearls the whole time on the no. show well, of course they were fake pearls but i wore my pearls because i was like this is my strength yeah this yeah, is yeah, me. yeah yeah i'm gonna show you <laughs> so i ate wings i ate a live raw bat wing and worms with my pearls so on. So you can eat worms <laughs> wearing pearls. Yes. That's the takeaway. Um, was your partner a, uh, I mean, he was a survivalist. What was his background? He is, uh, Jason is a Marine. He, uh, well, he was formerly in the Marine Corps. Uh, well, no, once a Marine, always a Marine. So. Uh, <laughs> is that your impression of a Marine? Always <laughs> yeah. a Marine, always a Marine. She's, do she's doing push-ups while she's telling you. Right, exactly. One-handed. Exactly. <laughs> Eating a worm. With one hand behind my back. So Jason is a Marine. And his job was recon, which is reconnaissance. So they go in and they are, they're crazy. So, so you, you don't see them. They, they move fast. They're yes, like agile. Right, yeah. right. So Jason is crazy. Mm -hmm. And so he, I taught him how to be a person. Wow. <laughs> probably like empathy. Like that's probably something yeah. they have to put in a box <laughs> exactly, when, when you're doing exactly, your missions. Yeah. So, but he was literally the best he was the best we i mean we still talk to each other today him and my husband have have gotten together they've seen each other and i w even when i wasn't there so really yeah he's from austin texas and just a really really great guy he was the best yeah i was yeah. cheering you on my my boyfriend Thank would you. know i think it was the only time i've ever used dvr or whatever it's called yeah hdtv i don't know dvr oh. whatever you tape stuff <laughs> my, my boyfriend's like your, your girl's on and i'm like oh my gosh yeah. i'm so excited it was really it was bananas um there were some points that were fun like when we got to kind of play around and enjoy each other because we had to do stuff so we did stupid stuff like putting on doing a jungle fashion show and just whatever so there were some instances but a lot of it was so boring because there was nothing out there to do so we were so bored i feel like it's oh. hours of just braiding each other's hair and <laughs> yeah well i can tell you this because um Oh, yeah, there was a whole thing about braiding, too. So I braided everybody's hair because oh, that was yeah. my, yeah. So <laughs> I braided everybody's hair. This was my strategy, okay, was to be really nice and braid everyone's hair and just listen to them talk about all their problems mm. and what was wrong and what they hated. And, uh, and when they were ready to go home, and they'd be like, I'm ready to go home. I'd be like, you know what? You should. I understand. <laughs> it is time. You've served your time here. You oh did so gosh. well. You'll be able to leave here and be so proud of everything you've done. So when you go into that elimination challenge, go in there saying, you know what? I may be going home right now, but I did my best. Oh, my gosh, Elaine. You I love you so much. Snake. You are you recon. Are a snake. You <laughs> it was a game. I'm like, we yeah. came here to win money. They of course. Yeah. Of course. The way you're, you're also like telling us this, you would look as like a beautiful mom in like a horror story. Yeah. That it's like... <laughs> <laughs> drink this water. No, no, no. Drink this water. <laughs> like, but one thing I can tell you, because I was going to say about us being bored, there was one point where we were literally not only bored, but we were lifeless. And what I mean by that is 
we couldn't find any food for a long stretch of time. And so, but we were there to actually make a TV show. So we were literally laying around the camp doing nothing because everybody was, we were starving and we were so hungry. We were just laying around and, and so forth. And so you'll see there's a scene where one of the folks comes back with a bag of rice and some beans. <laughs> That's because the producers are like, we need to make a show and uh, so they need to eat, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yep. So that's one of the things. So when you see the person coming with the rice and beans and there's no explanation, like we have rice and beans, <laughs> you know, that's because, so we, we were, we were able to eat the rice, and you saw us eating it. There was no secret or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So you saw us eating the rice and beans throughout the rest of the show. We literally rationed that out for the rest of the time wow. because yeah, there was no show. We were all starving. What was like the first meal that you had when you came home? Uh, so when the show is over, you don't leave the island immediately because you have to do all this debriefing and the psych, you know, psychologist. So they take you to a hotel. And so I ate at the hotel and I wrote in my journal that I ate. Well, my partner who was really, really smart, he told me not to overdo uh, it. Yeah, like no in and out burger right away. Yeah, or something. Yeah. So when we got to the hotel, we had just kind of a really light meal that very, very first night, something really light that was kind of light on our stomachs. Like so a yeah. supreme pizza. Yeah. yeah. And you, you got checked out <laughs> psychologically afterwards? Oh, yeah. They check you out before, oh my during, gosh. and after. Yeah. While you're doing it, are you like braiding the hair of the doctor? <laughs> 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 you're like, I'm fine. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so I think we should audition for a show together. Uh, yeah, you'd I don't, be so yeah. good. No, Meryl, you and I should. Oh, I would love that. That'd wait, wait, so why good. did I get thrown out of the equation immediately? you're the yang to my yang, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fuck you, Elaine. <laughs> Fuck you. You're like, out. It's girl power. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really good because I'm You're blessed. just pissed because you can't braid my hair. <laughs> I'm, I'm outnumbered a little bit here of people that have nice manners yeah. versus uh, just me. Uh, one more thing and then okay. I know Bo has a question. Do you, okay. So you mentioned before your book, uh, what was it, crazy like crazy be crazy? Let crazy be crazy. That is my favorite title, and I feel like oh. I, I reference that even just that Often. idea a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit about so that. My book is called Let Crazy Be Crazy. Then politely get what you want, get your point across, and gently put rude people in their place. Mm. <laughs> so again, why are you looking at me so <laughs> intently? She's putting you in her in her place. Okay, she's preparing. So with that being said, let crazy be crazy. Look, rude people. You can't fix rude. You cannot fix crazy. And I was th- believe the book me, came about. I tried that <laughs> you one. Tried right. <laughs> so it came about because I was getting so many people who would call me and they'd say, or they'd write to me and they'd ask me questions about how to deal with this coworker, or this family member, and this and that and so forth. And there are some ways that you can kind of deal with certain things, but some stuff you just cannot do. Mm-hmm. And so dealing with crazy is not one of them. So sometimes you have to let crazy be crazy and leave them alone. Yes. Stop trying to fix crazy. Get off the crazy train. Everyone's <laughs> looking at me. No, I actually have a practice that I do where sometimes in the morning I like pretend like I have like a plastic sheet in front of me so that when I, when I interact with people, I like let them be them. And then I don't like take home their, their stuff. Cause I feel like, like I honestly feel like I'm happy in my life. And then I feel like sometimes I feel like I get the like raining upon of people that are upset about other things mm-hmm. or their like energy will like infiltrate yeah. me. And so I'm like, Nope. In order to keep my like feeling good and stuff, sometimes I just need to almost create like a pretend barrier. Yeah. And I feel like that helps a lot too. Cause I feel like I attract like, like, people that just that randomly tell me their stories or that like oh, feel like they can like dump on me yeah, and stuff yeah and so i feel like i put you know up, what like, because you i don't, i know you're not gonna agree with this but you're <laughs> really really a nice person <laughs> thank you thank you i know both just so our listeners know that she's pointing at me yes <laughs> she's, pointing at me. <laughs> she's pointing to the, the plant like <laughs> <laughs> so Bo may not agree but you're really a nice person Meryl, and i think people are drawn towards that and you have a personality where People trust you and they feel mm-hmm. like, okay, I can tell you all my dirty stuff and all my problems and somehow make me feel like you're so happy. So how about, yes. can I have some of your yeah, happy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of that too, where like, yeah, I think it's people, if they see you feeling energetic and good, yeah. they like want to snip at it they or take want some it. of it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. question. Yes, Bo, my uh, love. You're in a situation where someone is uh, toxic or maybe you're just in a conversation with people that are starting to go down a path mm. in that conversation that you're like, okay, they're just being... Either like, you know, kind of being not crazy, but just rude or mm-hmm. just starting to hate on everything around them. Just like everything's negative. negative. Yeah. How do you get out of that conversation and still let them know why you're leaving Ooh, without being one. rude? Okay, so part of part so there's two parts to the question. The first thing is how do you get out of the conversation? Mm-hmm. Number one, in my book, I say ch- turn a stupid 
question into a new conversation. Mm. And so turn a stupid or crazy comment or discussion into a new conversation. So you just pivot. We've seen a lot of that in our news lately, you know, <laughs> politics, you know. So you just pivot and move into a different direction. Try to get that person to start talking about something else. The second part of your question is how do you do that and let them know that that's what you're doing. You don't do that with crazy people. See, here's mm. the thing. With people who are mean and rude and disrespectful, correcting them does not help. Correcting them opens up another door that gives them because gives them you know kind of more uh, another lane to drive down so when you say well you know i'm gonna stop this conversation because you're really negative right oh, now yeah. then all of a sudden the conversation turns into the fact that you told them that they're negative yeah. and how dare you and all that stuff yeah. like that so yeah. change the conversation and then start limiting your time with them and and <laughs> he's laughing at me again. i love the two versions of you that keep coming back it's almost like you have a double personality like a split personality yes. like there's this like uh, slowly and calmly <laughs> take a break. Oh, you get the hell out of here. Right, that's right. <laughs> Start limiting your time with them. <laughs> Which is why, like, genuinely, yeah. I have, like, four friends right now because yeah. I feel like I've just moved away from anyone that does not make me feel good. Toxic and that, stuff, yeah. you can't fix it. So, yeah. it, but if you have to be around them, for example, if it's a, if it's a family member, sure. it's Thanksgiving, you, you know, you got to spend the two or three hours there with, you know, you know, you know, crazy Mabel or yeah. what have you, you know, <laughs> so you just with crazy Mabel change the subject. People love to talk about themselves. People love to talk about their nieces and nephews, you know, things like that. So crazy Mabel. I heard you went on vacation last year. How was your vacation? Or bad at rain the whole time. <laughs> I really <laughs> hope I really hope you refer to her as Crazy Mabel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Crazy Mabel, you're here. Yeah. I also too like I love asking people about their future goals because mm -hmm. I feel like it makes people feel in a weird place to say like like no one's gonna say I mean some people might say I don't have anything but I almost feel like then it gets their wheels turning for like oh I can accomplish something let me name it or like I don't know I feel like in those people's lives too I've always asked like oh what would be like what would uh, a good living situation look like for right, you right. you know to like yeah. almost like secretly reframe right. them or too. you can even change it and make them talk about something that doesn't have any so if they're complaining about a family member but they complain about everybody mm -hmm. then what you can do is you know let's say you know you know all their business so you just pick something oh is that neighbor still you know getting on oh, your nerves yeah and then let them go on and on about the neighbor and you just zone out and just <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> I do that all the time. Like, yeah. interest. Oh, yeah, I think completely. the older I get, the more the the less I have the patience to let them go on and on. And so if I were to bring up a conversation like, "Oh, how's that crazy neighbor? They still bothering you?" I would want to like then immediately turn around and walk away and just <laughs> let them talk because I'm just like, I got I got limited time here. I got lots I want to do. I got ideas. Let's get out of here. Right. So so you say, okay, crazy Mabel, it was good to talk to you. I'm gonna go over there and get some more dressing. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's. Let's do our bug bite segment. Oh, you want to get in the bug bites? Yeah, let's get yeah. some bug bites. I think she'll like it. Okay. Yuck. Bug bites. So this is the part of the show where we tell people what we just are really gets under our skin. Okay. okay? And so is there anything that really gets under your skin? Yes, there is a thing that really gets under my skin, of course, you know, and it's etiquette driven. And I hope that this is a learning moment for everyone. But with your cell phone, if you cannot talk, don't answer. Oh, I like, yes. If you cannot talk, don't answer. It's so annoying when I call someone, they answer the phone and say, I can't talk right now. I yeah, gotta that yeah. is so annoying. If you can't <laughs> talk on the phone at the moment, then just don't answer the phone. Right. Or send that text, like the custom text, I yeah. can't talk right now. Or <laughs> now. Do you prefer text or calling in general? Like, for a specific oh i'm i'm a talker i love to talk you on are? the phone. Okay. oh okay. yeah i love to talk on the phone so i i answer my phone hey la, 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 la. yeah so no i love to talk <laughs> do you actually answer it that way elaine's trapped underwater she's, she's, uh, she's actually turned into a turkey <laughs> she's back in fiji <laughs> eating a eating a bat wing hey girl yeah so no i love to talk on the phone so if i call someone and if you're not able to talk at that moment then my pet peeve is the person that answers the phone and then tells me they can't talk in that moment my thing is just don't answer the phone right yeah. What yeah. I hate, just to piggyback on that, is yeah. when uh, when someone calls, I don't answer it, and then they keep calling. It's like, <laughs> just 
obviously right i'm it's, not available it, we, almost yeah. all of us have our phones on us most of the time yeah sure it's not because i didn't hear your call <laughs> and calling me again is better i, I don't know it's not gonna I, happen it's, it's irritates me i'm like <laughs> however Girl, though i have I to say again <laughs> yeah i've been that person where i've called Bo, and on the fourth time he does pick up so you've trained me yeah but i'm picking calling. up like this yes meryl <laughs> and then i say <laughs> like hey hey i'm like i just want to remind you we're talking with like, elaine yeah. so yeah so i like it no no, no. that's Bullshit. a good one what's Oh, I'm fired up about this. It's okay. very random. Uh, communal sinks where you wash your hands in restaurants. What? Like, oh, like okay. So communal a, sinks. Communal sinks. Like so the big trough type yes, sink. I am over it. I feel like there's a lot of craft. <laughs> like last night, I was at a surprise party, and there was kind of like you go use the bathroom, and then when you come out, or the restroom, excuse me, and then when you come out, there is like one sink for men and women. Mm. Oh, and I feel like it's also out thing. in the open, and I like for many reasons. A, I don't want that to be like out. I don't know. I like having the sink in the bathroom, yes. and then B, like. I like connecting with women. I feel like it's a fun, I don't know, it's so weird, but part of the fun of being a woman is like being in the restroom and like yeah. women are putting on their lipsticks and yes. just kind of like, I think that's like a cool girl thing yeah. and you're missing out on it when there's like a guy next to <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, What are true. we missing out on? This is on very that. like yeah. non-gender identity yeah. safe, so I'm really sorry that there's like 22 genders and stuff like that. But I think that's your own thing. That's your own weird thing. It is very weird. Yeah. But what's your bug bite? Movie trailers. Movie what? trailers? I know, I know. How else would we know about you? that? I'm going to, I'm going to explain. So if you just shut up, <laughs> both of you. I don't. I, that's a bad etiquette. You don't tell a female to shut up. <sighs> Luann Hufford, Bo's mom. Can you please go back into his. Take okay. Bo back to your woman. Uh, teach him how to talk to women. Just, Thank you. Just love hear you. me out. Okay. So movie trailers. People who watch movie trailers essentially are what they're saying is I don't actually want to see the movie. Because it's going to show me everything I need to know in here. There's no surprise in the movie. All the big parts are in the trailer. If you watch a trailer and then watch the movie and then watch the trailer again, you're like, oh, shit. I they don't gave agree. everything away. <laughs> I don't agree. Name Does one that, movie. Name one sense. movie. Sixth, Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense. Sixth. That's Sixth There are sense. gems in the trailer world that get through, but most so. don't. That's a good example. That's yes. Most don't. A quiet. Because, and you know why? Because my favorite, and this is why I disagree. Oh, my yeah. You favorite, come at me, yes, Elaine. My favorite genre of movie is thrillers. And so every thriller mm -hmm. has a twist. And so, no, I do not see that twist coming. <laughs> you already know that there's a twist because you just said you expect it. Every thriller yes, has a twist. I can't wait to see it. It's not, it, you don't see it in the trailer. I disagree. So you watch a lot of Name trailers. another one. So you watch a lot of trailers. Well, no, I don't sit like I don't exactly. Make a You're full of shit. You, the last <laughs> I movie don't you make it a habit of I like, <laughs> I like that the only reference you made was a movie that came out 25 <laughs> years ago, Elaine. What about a quiet, okay, a quiet mind? She's quiet like, place. hold on a second. Do you ever see the trailer for Wizard of Oz? Exactly. It's like no, no. Trailers ruin everything now. There's no trailer. Okay, wait a uh, minute. Listeners, if you find a trailer that doesn't give away most of the movie, I want you to send I'm it to us. I'm gonna think about this. Yeah. Now, let's see. Not a mm. teaser. An actual trailer. A teaser is around twenty to thirty seconds. Like Jaws. If you see the Jaws teaser, oh, right. it just is the music. It's like, Something's yeah. in the water, so and that's what? it. They don't show okay, anything from the movie. I don't know what a trailer. What no, you do. You do. If you go to the movie and it's like a new movie. Watch like oh, when we're sitting and we're a watching preview. the movie. Is the yeah. trailer a preview? Yes, a preview. Okay. Oh, yeah. A preview. See, he's like a movie. A, it's usually a two. It's usually show. two to three oh, minutes. They almost always give away the whole movie. Very rarely do they. Let okay, things I have to think about one. I think a quiet place or a quiet mind or whatever just came out. Oh yes. That, Did you see that? I agree. Thank yes, yes, I saw ding, ding, it and ding, ding, I agree. There are gems to the trailers, but most fuck well, it up. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. It sounds to me like you really you're not watching the trailer just for pure enjoyment to make a decision on whether or not you yeah, want to see it. I, you're watching it to study to you want a gotcha moment in the no, trailer. No, no, That's no. What, a trailer essentially gotcha. now isn't like it used to be. A trailer now is like, okay, Grab a book that you want to read, right? Go to page seven, then 32, then 300, then 617. You know, you go to all these and read a page from each one. It's like, what? This is all, what the fuck? Uh, you, instead, you look at the back and it's like, it's a story of a detective that does this and that. And he's on his big escape adventure, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And then something happens. Read the fucking book. You know what I mean? <laughs> Trailers give away way too okay, much. I, well, a quiet place. I agree with Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you too. You know what? This brings me to a good topic outside of the bug bite yes. realm. Okay. Let's talk about the etiquette in a movie theater. Talking. Oh, talking. I'm a talker. Cell phone use. People crunching on food. 
What yeah, what do we need to know? Light on. D- do none of the above. So, <laughs> so <laughs> don't go to the movies. <laughs> I, I go to the movies to talk to my friends about what's happening in front of us. Oh, what? Are you a talker in the oh, movie? Oh, I am theater? a talker. I am a commenter. Oh, okay. I hate you. So that's bad movie etiquette. Yeah. That's yeah, bad Meryl, human etiquette. You have to etiquette. try not to do that. I even, during a movie, I'll bring up, oh, this reminds me of another movie, and oh, then I'll bring that up on YouTube. She's like, oh, let's watch the trailer for that. <laughs> you have to be kidding me. I swear, during the last movie, I brought up the uh, the trailer of The Human Centipede, because I was like, oh, you know what's scarier than this is this. And so Meryl, I, like, in the movie? Yes. In the movie theater. My friend oh. Katie was not pleased. Okay. But so I thought what, it was What great. not to do in a movie theater? Meryl. <laughs> and sometimes if I have popcorn, it gets stuck in my throat. Oh. <laughs> and I don't really like water, so I'll just be like, eh. <laughs> the whole, the okay. whole time. You are a bad movie person. We're going to start calling her Crazy Meryl, <laughs> okay. if you know what I mean. With my one eye. Yeah. Okay, so. Crazy Meryl. She I just think <laughs> most people now, I mean, and I actually don't even like these new theaters that people, uh, you pay extra to pick your seat and then you can eat food there. Because then you just hear knives and plates like, <laughs> clink, 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 clink. And then people going like hitting buzzers like, I want another drink. And it's like, get out of no. here. Just go. I just had roasted chicken, par- oh. parsnips, and broccolini at the last movie experience. <laughs> for real. No, I love it too. Me too. <laughs> I do. And I was raising my hand asking for like A1. You don't raise your hand. Anything. That's not how you do you it. You snap. You don't no, snap. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> like usher and then snap. Meryl's still like, uh, the get button. the help in here. <laughs> I'm just like, I've dropped my Press broccolini the on the floor. And just throw it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, which leads Bring me to me another one. thing is I get flack constantly about the way that I eat. Oh, because I am a cave woman a private session with you, Meryl. She needs one. Okay, no, I don't she want one, one though. I want to be able, so yesterday at a dinner party, I was I don't eating think muscles. I, hear this story. <laughs> I was taking the muscles with my fingers because I like to be connected with my food. And so instead of using like the little fork provided, I was eating the muscles out of the shell with my fingers and placing them in my beautiful mouth. And I was wondering, like, okay, so t- but to point out my lack of etiquette, isn't that bad etiquette as well it is if someone points it out then mm-hmm. yes that is bad but what you're doing is bad too <laughs> <laughs> and you need to get it together honey. yeah i feel like i'm feral i've been raised with i would say that 90- what are you nail yeah. <laughs> i feel like that like i want to what do i do if i want to eat my like sirloin steak with my hands you do that at home you don't okay. do it in front of other people alone in my dog bowl <laughs> in a house coat with all your dogs like yeah that's not a public so, Meryl, th- yeah. honestly okay mm-hmm. so you, you can't do this when you go out anymore okay? okay you have to try not to do that if Elaine it, says no then yeah I won't. just in, enjoy you know <sighs> when you're at home in the privacy of your own home you just don't want to because here again you want to make sure that you're not making other people feel uncomfortable. So when someone has to say, hey, <laughs> that's you're not eating on like a caveman, I know. And so you have to try not to. The way you're, if you're, this is how, if this is what you do, it actually is making other people uncomfortable. They don't like that. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. Oh, I love you, <laughs> so, Elaine. Yeah, I love you so, so Meryl, much and deep and true. Start working on that. It's going to, you you know. This is barely, you're not even hitting the. I'll start with the shellfish. And move from there because I feel like shellfish has been one of the most things I'm guilty of using my god fork, aka my fingers. <laughs> she goes like this. Oh no, no, no! I'll start with carbs, like mashed potatoes or something before. With I'm your like, fingers? Yes. Meryl. You scoop, you eat. <laughs> okay. You enjoy. In some countries uh-huh. and in some cultures, what you're doing is acceptable. Sure, in Ethiopia. I need to move there. Right, right. Yeah. And so, when if you are, you know, if you go to an Ethiopian restaurant or Somalian right. or what have you, and that's the way the food is served, then by all means, just engage. But Elaine, even then, in Ethiopian food, you have to use a certain hand. There is etiquette towards right, eating yeah. with your hands. So maybe the I can take an, maybe I can open up the no, Swan Lithuanian no, school or something. No, you no. need to just <laughs> behave. <laughs> I would say I, I was going to utensils <laughs> that you post to use, like a, a straw. <laughs> you supposed to use. <laughs> Not supposed to. I was going to say this earlier, like 90% of the time she's got food on her shirt. And that's to me is like another thing where it's like she's just using her hands instead of like carefully and like, you know. What this, was on my steering wheel? I don't know. It was like hot sauce yeah. and something so else on a steering wheel. How do you even Honestly, do that? I want you to challenge yourself to okay. where when you're in public and you're eating, I want you to challenge yourself to just start to try to use the utensils as opposed to using your hands. Because okay. it really, honestly, it's making other people feel uncomfortable. And really, whether you are, you know, I know we already talked about whether or not we want to have, you know, you want kids and stuff mm-hmm. like that. 
but you're doing really, really well in life in general. I feel ooh, that way. Bo ooh, wouldn't agree, easy, but I am. Easy. Listen, you're, you're really, and <laughs> as you continue to move and grow and so forth, there are going to be other people who are saying, you know what, there's that bad chick and I want to be like her. There's going to be some young person who says, I like what you've done. You've figured out what you want to do. You've carved out a space for it and you've made, you know, this life of your own where you're doing something that you love mm-hmm. and I admire you. And then they see you eating. Trim, and then know? they say to themselves, <laughs> let crazy be crazy. So I, so I could st- so eat like a lady in public and then I can go eat, home no, and no. eat out of a dog bowl I on all fours. I to start off eating like a person in public. <laughs> <laughs> Just using the utensils yeah, that eat, I'm supposed to use. Eat, eat, right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Eat like a person. Like you're supposed we'll to. to. Right, and then we'll move to the lady part. I just this need you helps. to be a person first, okay? So before we came here, uh, and I'm sure there's plenty we can get into with Meryl, but we asked a bunch of our oh, yes. listeners uh, mm-hmm. out there in the world, like, hey, what are your etiquette questions? And sure. we'll do a lightning round with you. So we're going to do a lightning okay. round. I want you to just boom, 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 Let's boom. Let's do it. Okay, so one of our campers, Ace, wants to know, is there a protocol for when you're dating, how soon before you can get it on? Well, that just depends on the other party. I mean, if, sure. if you're looking for... You well, know, let's say they're unconscious, though. Then how long? <laughs> Never. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to go to jail. I'm joking. <laughs> it's a joke. Okay, yeah. So it just really depends on the other party. And it, it and there's nothing wrong with kind of talking about that, too. Say, hey, look, you know what? Uh, I'm celibate or, you know what? I don't do it on the first date or I need some time, whatever it is. So that talk to the other person. Yeah, there's ask. such a range of, of opinions. On yeah. That. So, so you want to like, ask the other person. I mean, I'm, I'm DTF, so, you know. Bo, that, what's that mean? It seems you don't want to do that. Down to fuck. <gasps> what? That's very vulgar. I'm just saying well, we're being honest here, aren't we? Okay. Well, Sometimes I've been DTF. Okay. Ew, can you not I, be DTF? Not always or? DTF. Okay. 50% of the time. I'm, okay. More than 50% of the time. <laughs> Let's move on. Next you question. You have to find someone who's also that DTF. Way. And right, I have exactly. found that person. She is DTF. Okay. Well, then there you go. Oh, my gosh. All right. Let's go on. What's the next question? Okay. Our next question is from Lauren. Mm-hmm. She wants to know when someone writes a not so nice comment to the, to you or not to you, but like to them on okay, uh, social okay. media, uh, how what should be the proper response? Deleting it, not writing back at all, standing up for yourself. Delete it. Delete it. And block them. Oh. I like that. Oh, <laughs> that was like, I just want you to know there was a moment of silence there where I was just staring at you. And I felt like you became a cloud filled yeah. with lightning. You were like, I was like, oh. delete it and block them. Don't, don't, any, any person, especially if you're connected with them on social media. Yeah. All right. And if you know them. Yeah. And they've posted something for the world to the see. The public, mm-hmm. yeah. That's rude to you. Then yeah. you don't need that person around. Okay. I've Get got a qu- I've got a question. Get mm-hmm. ready for that next one. You go to a party or you're having a party. Mm-hmm. People come over and people bring things, drinks and food and stuff like that. The party ends. Let's say you brought a bottle of liquor. The party ends and everyone's leaving. Nobody drank that liquor. Do you take it with you or leave it? You leave it there. You hear that world? I am right. Leave it there. If if you brought the the potato salad. (laughs) I love you. The liquor. I love you. (laughs) Whatever it is, the dessert, if you brought that, then you leave it there. You do not take it with you. doesn't matter if it's half eaten. It doesn't matter if it was never opened. You leave it there. That's it. I am so I. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No, so you don't take it with you. And yeah. let's say, for example, you do fix your world class, you know, potato salad. Right. OK. And you love it. Instead. And if you want to eat some when you get home, then leave some for yourself make, at yeah, home. Yeah. yeah. Make a little bowl for yourself at home and then take the big pan over to the thing. And then the same thing with the liquor. Do not do not do not do not do not. Take wine, liquor, anything to someone's house and then bring it back. Once you bring it there, you leave it there. It's theirs. I like you it. Hear that? The minute it I crosses that threshold, that's where that's its new home. <laughs> I love what it. What else we got, Meryl? Okay, Mari wants to know, uh, if if you get invited to a wedding and you can't go, do you still bring or, or do you still send a gift? You can, yeah. It's a good idea. It's a nice idea to send a gift. So if you can't go, it's a good idea to send a gift. You're not required to do so. And as far as weddings are concerned, no one is ever required to send or give a gift. It's just a nice gesture to do so. Okay. Yeah. I like that. And we have one more. Um, This one was anonymous. I don't know why because it's not a weird question. (laughs) But they wanted to know who would be your choice of people to interview. Like 
you as a media personality who would kind of oh, be your dream guest? who would be my dream guest mm. basically they went into longer if it would be someone that you would like school on etiquette or if you, someone that you admire or if it has nothing to do with etiquette at all just someone that you would want to talk to mm, that is a good question because is I why i don't know so why many, they sent it yeah i know i study so many people that i um you know what i would like to work with donald trump and try to help mm. that you know what never mind he's crazy it's not not you have to let crazy be crazy yeah so he's not a good candidate i don't know ah let me see who would i want to none of the obvious folks you know somebody that can really use some help that I, you know who i would love to get with is ellen <gasps> yeah oh my oh, that goodness would be awesome. i would who, love to interview who ellen. wouldn't want to be with ellen i, I want to just hang out with Ellen. yeah i would love to i'd love to interview ellen because it'd be really fun and yeah. not so serious but at the same time she's a good listener and so she'll take things away the exact same way i believe meryl that when you leave here you are going to put forth an effort to try to eat like a person if it helps me in the world and if it makes Elaine happy, I'll do it. Good. Awesome. Uh, do you have any pet peeves about etiquette? That are, are the ones that stand out the most for you that people are constantly doing or maybe. Yeah, people, okay. yeah I have one that people think is etiquette, but it's not. And it's putting your pinky up when you're drinking stuff. Oh. That is not an <laughs> etiquette thing. <laughs> I put my pinky up and then my espresso, my espresso goes like all over me. And I'm like, yeah. So people who think, uh, I'm, I'm going to drink my tea uh, and then they put the pinky up. There's no, that's not an etiquette thing. That's it's not. So stop doing it. Yeah. Pinky's down fools. Yeah. Pinky's down. <laughs> is there anything that you see in the new generation of young people oh, gosh. coming up that you're like, uh oh, this is going to be a real problem? There's an etiquette problem. I think we see a lot of it on um, the oversharing on social media. I think that's yeah. a big problem because then that translates into kind of our everyday lives. And I think, yeah, that that that, that is a problem right now. Yes, yeah. oversharing. You know, seeing wounds and yes, and I agree. The wounds and stuff. And Someone just created a life event that was like beat my yeast infection. <laughs> I'm like, I don't what? need to see that. <laughs> I don't um, need to see that. And then I have one more question mm -hmm. about, uh, and this is just, is chivalry dead? No, chivalry is not dead. I am married to Mr. Swan. Oh my gosh. And he is literally, number one, he's the nicest guy in the world. Number Look at this two, guy. He, he just he crossed is. his leg him. and <laughs> stared at the ceiling. He like, you're mm -hmm. goddamn Bo, right. I'm sorry, That's but right. chivalry is not dead. But when you tell women to shut up, no. you're, you're murdering <laughs> so it. I want to finish talking about my yes, husband. Yes. <laughs> he's a very, very nice man. I taught him nothing. His dad did such an incredible job. Chivalry is not dead because I see it in him. And I see it in a lot of guys around, honestly. And, and even the people who work with our company, I mean, we just had a new intern that started yesterday and he opened the door for me. And I was like, <gasps> okay, Mr. 23 year old. Oh. So it's not dead. So then my question to follow that up is, is chivalry, has it changed? In it this has modern changed. Age. Yes, it has changed in this modern age. And I think it's because people are trying to identify what they should do. Um, there are lots of women who are very independent, who you know, have some women have taken on this 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 notion that if a man opens a door for her mm. or holds something for her, then somehow she is a weaker vessel. And that is not necessarily true. We are very strong. And so there there now there's an imbalance in things where where men who were taught to respect women and treat them in a certain manner are not getting the opportunity to 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 display that because yeah. of the pushback that they're getting interesting so my goal is to try to help people understand that hey you can be a strong you know bad chick you know and and still make sure he pays for your meal uh -huh. <laughs> and he opens your dough and in turn i will thank him by eating with a spork yeah. <laughs> okay well i know you're wrapping up you have a yes. tv show to jump on yeah. next uh where can people find more about all your stuff going on and sure. i know you have a podcast as well so I yeah make sure i do so that. you can learn more about me everything i'm doing you can most certainly visit my website elaineswan.com that's swan with two n's and please do follow me i am elaine swan Swan on every platform of social media, and that's Swan with two N's. Awesome. Well, we love you so much. We love, love you. you. Back. Yes. Thank you for all those great answers. We're gonna awesome. we're gonna do a wrap up or a follow up with you in like a couple okay. months and tell you how no, our I'm stuff is going. No, I'm gonna do a follow up with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna hang out with her husband. <laughs> Thank you again. Oh, you're welcome. We'll see ya. back in the real world here <laughs> oh i love elaine me too i love elaine too she was great 
like I, if you guys ever get the chance to either watch her on TV or go to one of her live events, she's yeah. really cool, and I feel like a modern uh, twist on etiquette. What I love about her is exactly what she said when we talked to her about being kind of like stuffy and like, no, you don't do that. She's not like that. Right. She's very much like a supporter and like, okay, I see what you're doing there, but here's the way you can do mm-hmm. this instead of like slapping your wrist with a ruler and being like, that's wrong. Right. Salad fork to the right or whatever it is. You <laughs> Wait, know? what's a salad fork? I don't know. I don't know. You what's just use salad? your hands. Clearly you just <laughs> use your hands. She gave you an assignment. So <laughs> yeah, yep, get I'm to it. Uh, yeah. So listen, we talked about a lot of goods and bads and what to do and not. Um, and I thought we should just end with a little bit s'more. Yes, I'm inspired. By s'mores? Yes. Well, let's do it. See my boo and you my bow and now it's time for a little bit s'more. Okay. This may be a twist. Ooh. But I, have, uh, I haven't been putting as much effort into my conspiracy and Illuminati. Thank goodness, lately. because I was getting worried. I know. As soon as you started saying, like, I'm a flat earther, and then you had nothing to back it up, I was like, uh-oh, we're losing her. I'm still we're like losing open her. to many ideas, and I still have one of my favorite podcasts, Conspiracy and Unpopular Culture. Okay. Shout out to my boy okay. Isaac. Okay. But okay. anyway, so like, it, it's gone from almost a full-time career to yeah. now I would say I'm freelancing in the yeah, Illuminati Yeah, I think you world. got busy is what it is. I know. You got busy got with your job, <laughs> and you stopped, you stopped Googling like lizard people and Pizzagate. I know, because I work for the city, so I, can't, yeah. I probably shouldn't do that at my yeah. work computer. Yeah. I, I started to type in like L-I-Z, and I'm like, okay, wait, no, I can't. <laughs> this and so uh i have been moving towards supplying my brain with like high quality knowledge oh. because i'm trying to get smarter oh s-m-u-r-t-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-r so one of my favorite things lately is called the simulation series wow what's that it's on youtube okay. i really want you to check it out for real like not even pretend for real okay. for real uh, it's this host, Alan Sakian. He's this kind of young guy and really, really smart, like way over my head. But he talks to scientists and people like top leaders about stuff that I feel like is going to happen in the next hundred years. So it will be about like um, like 3D organ printing, yeah. uh, stuff okay. like the leading technology and also, like, what's going to happen in our medical world? What's going to happen sure. in our technology world? And it's so, like, the president of Google, like, he would interview him. But the way okay. he interviews is really interesting. And he's, like, an like a savant-type person. So I love his interview style. His name is Alan Sakian. And the name of the show is Simulation Series. And it's, like, it's like it's just, like, nothing I've ever seen before. I don't know. It's hard to yeah. explain. So check it out. Um it's like a meta perspective, I feel like. And so it's just people like I feel like I understand 10 percent of it, which I'm like, that's pretty good. Like, that's <laughs> yeah, OK. Yeah. You know, so I feel like it's already making me a little bit more attuned to the future of like Bitcoin, you know, all that kind of stuff that I feel like is usually hard to understand for me. Yeah. But if I can understand a sliver of it. Yeah. Then I feel like I'm there's a the lot game. of there are a lot of documentary style programs that are coming on. I saw on Netflix even that have like uh, what h- how does this work or what does that mean and that kind of thing. And, yeah. like, and they explain these uh, super like ideas down into the very simple way. Exactly. And, 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 and yeah. I think that's great for for us now because a lot of people don't have the time to dive in completely and find and become a master about anything. Me too. It's like you've got to you've got to kind of get things quickly. And I love like really really smart young people. I feel like that's really I hate impressive. Them. Boy, really, I no, hate wait, them. this boy dropped out of I think college at age 19 and then moved to like Silicon Valley and he's like and there I just started my like third venture, you know, like yeah, all that kind of yeah. stuff. So, I love uh What was the name of it again? So people uh, can... it's called the Simulation Series. Okay. That's great. What about you? I've got a couple things. Um one old and one really really old. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, after talking about trailers uh, with Elaine, I, I realized I want to tell you to go see certain movies, but don't watch the fucking trailer. Okay. Just just trust me. And if you hate it, I want to hear about it. So I should want... we get to the movies later so that we miss trailers or, or it's okay to see trailers? I if think, you're not I, I think on... honestly, like so I, there, I will definitely look down as a trailer no, is happening no. and, and plug my ears on a movie that I want to see. I'm going to go to the movies with you and put slip You're a trailer just gonna, on no, the phone. No, you, you would so talk you the whole listen. time. No, fuck you. Um, in a world. I want you to check out this movie because you probably haven't seen it. It's called Dancer in the Dark, and it's from the 90s. And I just imagine it's one of those movies that at the time was kind of like a little bit of a gem. 
and uh, but it probably hasn't lived on in people's psyche you know hmm. uh it's starring bjork oh, and so icelandish and all i can tell you is it is a drama it's emotional and it is uh fantastic like fantastic really? yes i'll have to check it out please check out dance from the dark I okay I'm, that's all i'm gonna say and i'm, I'm unfortunately this isn't a movie review uh podcast so i don't go into great detail about what it's about because i just kind of say like if i'm telling you that it's something you should see i never tell you something that's shitty i never am like hey have you seen transformers yeah yeah yeah. yeah. it's not that okay so secondly and this is a a major shift of old fun i i recently have been having old fun right (laughs) you're back yeah my back (laughs) uh my lady and i have been putting together a, a, a large amount of jigsaw puzzles Aww. we've been buying them oh my God, you guys are so we, domestic the other day the other day we were like hey you want to want to go get a puzzle oh my you're at that level of do you know what we did we drove to a toy store then we drove to target and we we're like oh which one should we get oh are we ready for 750 or a thousand or two thousand or whatever and we've been putting these things together concentrating listening to music and it's just been a really great just moment for us to like bond i like that a gosh lot. jigsaw puzzles the puzzle I don't, you don't stage, do them enough the puzzle stage of the relationship is a yeah, nice one yeah. next is like moving your jigsaw puzzles together in a house <laughs> moving in anyway well, what <coughs> i love about what i love about her and i it's like you know what do you do with a jigsaw puzzle when you're done with it like we're not going to decoupage it, it. Yeah, yeah we literally look at it take a photo of it we're like ha complete and then we put it in the box and we donate it really yeah we, what are we not going to put it together again? where do you donate it to Anywhere. Puzzle. I mean, you can go to a, like a preschool. You can go oh my to gosh, a, that's so yeah. nice. Yeah, we tape it up. Mm. Oh, you tape it up. What if you handed it to the kid and like shattered it on the floor? Yeah, and said, well, Here you go. I would love I'll to put watch it together, that. kid. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Don't forget that we're going to be doing a live show at the Outlier Podcast. Oh my Festival. gosh, September 29th. Yes. So if you want to come out and see us live, do it. Yeah. Yeah. So we hope to see you. Until next time, we will see you later. Bye. This episode of Campfire Shit Show was produced by Bo Hufford and Meryl Climo. It was edited by Bo Hufford, and the theme song was produced by me, your friendly camp counselor, Jeremy Stack. Hey campers, if you want to be the next camper of the week, email campfireshitshow at gmail.com. Say hi to Bo and Meryl on Instagram at campfireshitshow, and please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. <laughs>